Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. You are listening to a sermon series through the book of James, entitled, Wisdom for Life. Our Bible reading is from James chapter 1 and verses 9 through to 11. Believers in humble circumstances or to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Well, we started our new series through the, the book of James a number of weeks ago entitled Wisdom for Life. This week, James, the little brother of Jesus, is going to be giving us wisdom, sharing wisdom with us about how to deal with poverty and riches. And this was a very important issue for the first readers of this letter. James, you will remember, was writing to Jewish followers of Jesus who had fled Jerusalem because, of, because they were being persecuted by the Jewish religious leaders because of their faith in Jesus. As a result, they had scattered throughout the nations. They had become immigrants and refugees in foreign nations. And they were seeking refuge with fellow Jewish communities in those countries. And while they were there, they were sharing the good news about Jesus to their fellow Jews. And they had started these churches, these little churches all over these countries. But they were totally dependent upon the help and support from their fellow Jewish, fellow Jews. And as a result, some of them were doing very well for themselves, and they were making a lot of money. But most of them were very poor and were being exploited. And so they're in desperate need for wisdom on how to cope with poverty. And so James writes to them in verse 9, he says, Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position." So firstly, we discover that James is writing to believers, people who have put their faith in Jesus. But not just believers, believers who are in humble circumstances. That means they are poor, they lack material possessions, they are struggling to make ends meet. But more than that, more than just being poor, it also means that they are socially despised. They are looked down on. They are considered to be insignificant in the eyes of the world. Life circumstances has humbled them, and as a result, they feel humiliated and unworthy. You see, within that culture, your net worth determines your self-worth. 
Your value, your identity, your self-worth is totally dependent on how successful you are and on how wealthy you are. Not too dissimilar to our culture. The more you make, the more valuable you are. And as a result, because they are poor, they feel humbled, humiliated, and unworthy. And many people today feel unworthy. I'm not rich. I'm poor. I'm not smart. I'm average. I'm a C student. I'm not beautiful. I'm not thin. I'm not successful. I'm not good at sport. People don't ask me my opinion. People don't want to be like me. People don't pay me much attention. They kind of look over me. I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy. And this is the the identity that we often embrace if we buy into the idea that our net worth, our bank balance, our job, our looks, determine our self-worth. And as a result, these guys feel unworthy. Do you feel unworthy? Perhaps you feel not, not very special, just kind of average, unworthy. Well, that's how you feel. This is what James says. James says, take pride. Be proud. What? What on earth could they possibly take pride in? They, they, they're poor, they're humiliated, they're unworthy. What could they take pride in? James says, take pride in your high position. What's their high position? The key is that they are believers. They have put their faith in Jesus. And that means they have a whole new identity as children of God. As James says, In James chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, Has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom? He promised those who love him. The big idea over here is that we mustn't see ourselves the way the world sees us. We need to see ourselves the way God sees us. We might be poor in the eyes of the world, but we are rich in the eyes of God. Rich. Not in monetary terms, but rich in faith. What does that mean? It means God chose you. God knows you. God knows your net worth. God knows all your flaws and all your imperfections, yet God chose you and loves you just the way you are. In fact, He loves you so much that He died for you. Have you ever wondered how much you're worth? How much would someone have to pay to buy you? What is your price? This is how much you're worth. God died for you. You're priceless. We are rich in faith 
Because God chose you, loves you, accepts you, forgives you, and because we have a sure and certain hope to inherit the kingdom He promised those who love Him. A sure and certain hope of eternal life. Now that doesn't mean that, that oh, we poor now, uh, but one day when we experience eternal life, then we'll be rich. No. We are rich now. Because God has chosen you, loved you, accepted you, forgiven you now. And we have a sure and certain hope now of a future. We're rich in faith. So how do you value yourself? Do you realize that God chose you just as you are with all your imperfections and all, all your faults? God chose you and, and God says that you are worthy of love and acceptance. You might say, but, but I haven't done anything to, to deserve this love. I, I, I don't deserve it. You're right. That's why it's called grace. That's why it's called grace. There's absolutely nothing you can do or need to do to earn this love. You are Worthy of love and acceptance because God created you. And the psalmist says, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. You are worthy of love and acceptance because God says you are worthy of love and acceptance. And when you mess things up and when you get everything wrong, God came in the person of Jesus and died for you to forgive you because God says you are worthy of love and acceptance. Don't let the world determine your self-worth. Don't let your net worth determine your self-worth. Let God determine your self-worth. Okay. Verse 10, we're on to the next verse. At this point you're thinking, man, I'm glad the Bible reading was short. We're only on to the second verse. In the first verse, verse 9, James dealt with those who feel poor in the eyes of the world. Now in verse 10 he deals with the rich. And he says, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wild flower. Now the problem we have over here is that no one today thinks they're rich. If I was to say, put up your hand if you think you're rich, most likely no one's going to put up their hand. Richard Bryson and Bill Gates are probably the only two who go, yeah, okay, okay, I'm rich. The rest of us, we don't think we're rich because we always compare ourselves to people who we perceive to be richer, who have a bigger house, a bigger car, a bigger paycheck. We compare ourselves to Bill Gates and conclude, well, I'm poor. But if you're living in the United Kingdom today, then you're most probably rich. You're in the top 20% in the world's population. So James is talking to us. Now, unlike with the poor, where we're explicitly told that he's talking to believers, those who have faith in Jesus, over here we're not told if the rich are believers or not. Some commentators say they're believers, other commentators say they're not. It's ambiguous. 
And therefore, James is probably most likely referring to both rich believers and rich non-believers at the same time. Just a comment before we move on. There is nothing wrong with being rich. It all depends on one, how you got your money. Did you get it fraudulently? Did you exploit people? Or did you work hard for your money? Two, how you use your money. Are you selfish in the way you spend your money? Or are you generous? And three, what hold does money have on you? Do you own your money or does your money own you? And James says uh, to the rich, the rich should take pride. Now the rich had lots to take pride in. They were the wealthy, the powerful, the respected. They had the biggest houses. They were driving around in the latest BMW chariot. They had designer robes made to measure. They were wearing the latest, most fashionable sandals. They were, they were funny. They were smart. They were good looking. Everyone looked up to them. They were sorted. So many reasons to take pride. And uh, you know, within our culture today and from our world's perspective, money is God. Money will provide true happiness, real security, and your ultimate self-worth. Your net worth equals your self-worth. And the magnetism of money is so powerful. We see people becoming rich and famous, the footballer, the TV personality, the pop star. We see their massive mansions, their luxurious sports cars, their exotic holidays, and we want it. We are seduced by the glitter of it all. Yet James says, in a very ironic way, that the rich should not take pride in their net worth, but should take pride in their humiliation. Their humiliation. What could they possibly be humbled and humiliated about? They've got everything. Well, James explains, since they will pass away like a wild flower. And he continues in verse 11, For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossoms falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away, even while they go about their business. And over here, James uses a, a metaphor and an image that would have been very familiar to people living in the Middle East. They would often see a flower in the morning coming out in all its blossom, looking so glorious. But by the evening, because of the, the scorching sun, it would have already withered away. And all wealth, all money, and even the rich themselves will fade away, wither away like a flower. And so the rich will be humiliated when they come to the realization that they have been self-deluded. When they come to the realization that money 
cannot bring true happiness, security, and self-worth. Sure, we, we, we go to the shop and we buy ourselves a, a nice new top, design a label, surfing brand, of course, and uh, we feel great. We walk out and we feel the top of the world. But then the top fades. And so we need to buy another one. If you are not happy with yourself without the new shirt or whatever, you will not be happy with yourself with it. You will buy it. It will fade. You will need more. You will buy another. You will need more. You go into debt. Money over-promises and under-delivers. It promises you happiness, but it can never deliver. You become self-deluded. And the reason why money can never satisfy is because all wealth, all money, all possessions are transient. Like a flower, here today, gone tomorrow. We all know the too familiar story. Famous footballer one day, out on the street the next. Fancy wedding one day, messy divorce the next. And you can't take money with you when you die. All money, all wealth is transient. And, and rich people can become self-deluded into thinking they are invincible. They can become self-deluded and arrogant because they are wealthy. They think they are self-sufficient and invincible. They don't need anyone, especially not God. Death is the great equalizer. Death will humble the rich because it comes to the poor and the rich alike. You cannot buy eternal life. Life is transient. And the rich look beautiful like that flower in the morning in full blossom. But you, next time you look, they've withered away. They're gone. They're remembered no more. And even when they feel they're most invincible, while they're going about their business, they can suddenly fade away. Life is transient. Are you deluded by the allure of money? A quick test. Do you buy things for their usefulness or for the status you want, can get from it? Do you buy things because you need them or because you want to feel better about yourself? How often do you fall for the buy now, pay later scheme? Do you struggle with debt? How generous are you? Are you deluded by the allure of money? James wants you to view money not the way our world does, not the way our culture does, but the way God views it. James wants you to live life and see life from the perspective of God and from the perspective of eternity. 
See, James doesn't want you to spend your whole life chasing after something that overpromises and underdelivers. Chasing after something that will never satisfy. For there's only one thing that can bring true happiness, real security, and a true self-worth. And that's a relationship with God through faith in Jesus. Everything the world offers is transient. Faith in Jesus is eternal. That's why James says in verse 10, But the rich should take pride in their humiliation. And the word humiliation in this verse has a double meaning. It also means and refers to someone who has faith in Jesus. Someone who has put their faith in Jesus. Someone who identifies with Jesus. Remember, Jesus humbled himself and became poor for the sake of others. And we need to identify with Jesus and humble ourselves for the sake of others. Jesus identified with the poor. And we, like Jesus, need to identify with the poor by being generous with our money and our spending. By standing up for the poor and the press, by associating with the poor and the press, just as Jesus did. And we need to humble ourselves, just as Jesus did. And we need to take pride in that humiliation because that humiliation has eternal consequences. So don't take pride in your money and your net worth. Take pride in the fact that you have humbled yourself like Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the book of James and for the wisdom that James gives to us. Quite clearly, this isn't worldly wisdom. It isn't the wisdom of our culture because it goes so radically against it. Father, this is clearly wisdom that comes from you. Help us to grasp that truth. Father, I pray that we, don't, that we won't just understand the concepts, but the truth and the reality of your love and the self-worth we have in you, let that truth not just be in our heads, but be in our hearts, sink down into our inner being, that we may truly know how loved we are, how worthy we are of love and acceptance because you created us, you chose us, you loved us, you forgave us, you have a plan and a purpose for our life, and you declare that we are worthy of love and acceptance. And Father, help us to never take pride in our net worth, but rather to humble ourselves, to humiliate ourselves, to identify with Jesus, and to use all our gifts, all our money, all our time for others and for building up your kingdom. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are worthy of love and acceptance because you have declared it, you have created us, you died for us, we are priceless. Thank you. Amen.